0: Come out this morning to support this family. Again, we've had the opportunity to get to know the family. And how many of you know that you can, you can determine the quality of the parents by the individuals themselves? And so they come from a good family, have the opportunity of meeting them, and so praise God for them. So thank God for you. Amen? Amen. Well, hey, listen, uh, it's a privilege to be able to, just share the Word of God with you on this first Sunday of 2020. Uh, we are starting a brand new series called CrossFit. Anybody uh, CrossFit people in here? I know we've got a couple that do CrossFit. Uh, we've got some people in here that actually own a CrossFit gym. And so if you've ever wanted to get in uh, a healthy shape, uh, if you've ever wanted this to be tortured, uh, you can go sign up at uh, their gym. Uh, forgive me for not remembering their name, but man, they do an amazing job. And just looking at them, they're a good-looking couple. So if you want to look like them, you can uh, go to their gym. <laughs> Amen. But we're talking about being CrossFit. And so uh, the whole premise of CrossFit is to get healthy in this year. And not just help healthy physically, but healthy spirit, soul, and body. And so there's kind of a play on words, if you will, because the title is cross fit but we're going to allow the cross or the standard of God to help make us fit this year in 2020 and how many of you know it's a new season and it's a new day so therefore it is time for us to get where God wants us to be it's no, no longer time to wait it's time to get serious with God amen and, and with that being said uh, you're here You're here this morning. This is the very first Sunday of 2020, and you could be anywhere else, but you chose to be here this morning. Now, I realize that as individuals, we oftentimes have to contemplate whether or not we're going to go to church or not. Uh, Maybe you didn't realize it or not, but even as a pastor, there are mornings that I wake up, and I'm like, Can somebody else do church this morning? Because I don't want to go. Well, you realize that just when you're responding in that manner, that's your natural man that's talking. But you're here. So if you're here, in spite of all the challenges and all the things that would try to discourage you from being here, you are here, and that tells me that you have a desire to grow in God. Come on. Now, again, you might say, well, my husband, my wife twisted my arm to be here this morning. Listen, nobody can make you do what you don't want to do. So if you're here today, that tells me something on the inside is saying, I desire to grow in God. And so, if that's the case, let's just purpose to allow God to begin to do some things in our life. Now, I want to just let your mind think for just a moment, hypothetically speaking, Let's just say you were to go to uh, Cody this morning and say, Hey, listen, I want to get in shape. I want to experience a new me. I want a new me. I'm not liking the old me. I want a new me. And you go to, to, to Cody and you say to him, Listen, if I go to your gym, can you help me discover the new me? And he says to you, Yes, I'll do that. If you'll come and be a part of my gym... I can help get you into shape and become the new person you want to be. And so in his particular cross fitness, he personally trains you. And so therefore, at the end of the first month, you're going to begin to expect to see some differences, aren't you? Why? Because I am a paying customer, and therefore, because I am making the investment, I am expecting to see some changes because I've paid you to make me a new man or a new woman. Right? Why? Because you made the investment. Why do I say that? Well, you're here, so therefore, you ought to begin to have an expectation of seeing a new person because you've made the investment to be here. Amen? Now, with that being said, if you went to the gym and you're paying for the membership and you're paying for the training, how many of you would get offended if the coach or the trainer says, now, I need you to do one more rep. Come on, you can do it. I believe in you. Come on. I know what you want to be, and so I'm going to help you get there. And they start talking to you straight, and they start helping coach you. Would you get offended at them trying to coach you? And the answer is no, that's why I'm here, that's why I'm making the investment, because I want the change, and therefore, I know that if you'll tell me how to do it, I can become the new person. Well, much in the like manner, if you would say, I would welcome somebody talking to me straight in the gym to help me become the new me, then listen, I'm going to be your coach in these next few weeks to help train you to help get you cross fit to help you come in line with the standard of God so that you can become the men and the women that you want to be and so that means that we might talk a little bit straight is it okay if we talk straight again if you want the sugar coated kind of conversation and talk there's many churches down the road but listen we will talk straight to help you become the man or the woman that you desire to be now, one of the things that I said that the Lord said to me concerning being this new man, this new woman in this year, God said to me that in 2020, one of the things that you will see is that your joy will be full. Now, once again, I don't know if that excites you, but man, I am looking forward to my joy tank being full. Because sometimes it is really difficult to do this life with no joy. I don't, I, let me rephrase that. It's impossible To do this life without joy. And when your joy tank is running low, it is a bugger and it is a challenge, right? And so this year, we're going to get our joy tank filled. And we're going to keep it full in Jesus' name. Amen? And so, how do we get our tank full? How is it that we get our joy full? Well, once again, it's getting ourselves CrossFit to where we're not only training the physical man... But we're training and developing and exercising the whole man or the whole person. And the whole person is spirit, soul, and body. Now, this is going to be real foundational this morning because you realize any training, any transformation has to begin with basics. Are you okay with the basics? So I said, to be CrossFit, it is going to help get us fit spirit, soul, and body. And it's important for us to be able to identify and discern those three parts of who we are. Let me bring to your attention in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole, that word whole means entire, your entire um, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you see what it said there? He says, now, I'm going to help you become complete in the entire man, spirit, soul, and body. So you have to understand that you are not just a physical person. The whole you is spirit, soul, and In body. And to clarify that even more, you are really a spirit that possesses a soul and lives in a body. And we'll define that in just a minute. But do you recall if you were to go into outer space, in order for you to live in outer space, what would you have to put on? Help me out. You'd have to put on a spacesuit, right? Well, if you're going to live in outer space and you have to put a space suit on, in order for you to live in this earth, you have to put a earth suit on, and the earth suit is your physical body. Now, your soul or this physical body that you possess, you also have a soul, and your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. But the real you is a spirit. Now, again, we don't have a whole lot of time to define these different components. But remember, the Apostle Paul says this, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So, in other words, you left this earth suit, and upon leaving this earth suit, you are now present with the Lord. Remember, the Scripture also tells us this. It says, uh, God is a spirit, and they that worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Right? Right? So God himself is a spirit. Now, to help us see that more clearly, and again, to help us understand of how we're going to become fit, spirit, soul, and body, I want you to also understand that when it comes to that spiritual side of who we are, that is more real than your actual physical body. Because you realize that there never was anything that ever existed in the natural before God ever said something. In fact, if God is a spirit from that spiritual realm, God spoke and made everything that was natural that came into existence and came into being, correct? So that tells us that which is of the spirit and in the spirit is actually more real and more tangible than even the physicality side of this life in this world. Are you tracking with me? Again, it's important for you to understand that. And I realize that sometimes it's hard for our minds to grapple with that whole idea. But when we talk about being a spirit, we are not talking about being this ghostly kind of individual or something that you can see through. No, the spirit man or the real you is actually more real, more tangible than this physical body. Does that make sense? And it's important for you to understand that, because God said, "I want you to be complete. I want you to be complete, spirit, soul and body." Now notice what it says here in First Timothy. First Timothy chapter four, verse eight says this. It says, "For bodily exercise, profits a little." So He's talking about the physical body. He says, "Going and doing some exercise." It profits this body, this natural man, a little bit. But notice what he goes on to say. Again, it says, for, the body, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. Everybody say, all things. He says, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come so in other words if you'll get cross fit if you'll purpose to focus on the spiritual side of your life he says godliness is profitable for all things so in other words if i begin to get physically or excuse me spiritually fit it will affect my soul and it will affect My physical body. Because godliness profits all. You're tracking with me. So you can get physically fit. How many of you know that you can be a bodybuilder and still go to hell? Right? I mean, you can have muscle on top of muscle and think, man, look at how good I look. I mean, I am the epitome of a man or a woman. But without your spirit being born again or knowing Jesus, you can still go to hell. So therefore again it's important to understand that there is this spiritual side of who we are that we must get phys- or excuse me get in shape or get fit and therefore thus we are going to become crossfit in 2020. So if it affects or profits all things then that means that if I'll get crossfit it will affect my physical fitness. If I'll get crossfit it will affect me financially. If I'll get CrossFit, it'll affect my marriage. And if it will affect my marriage, it can affect my kids because it profits all things. Can you say amen? Amen. So there is a significance that we must begin to be aware of that there is this spiritual side of who we are that if we'll get that in shape, it will begin to cause everything else to line up. So let's talk about this spiritual fitness, if you will. In Ephesians chapter 4, starting in verse 22, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, it says this. It says that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man. Let's stop there for a moment. It says, now, I'm going to have a conversation with you, and it's about putting off the old man. Now, we said that we're going to get fit this year in 2020, right? I said to you that if you was going to the gym and saying, I want to get myself in shape, I want to become a new person, a new man, a new woman, if that's the case, then you've got to put off the old kind of man and the conduct that caused you to be that way, right? I mean, if you're 50 pounds overweight and you're coming into the gym and you're saying, hey, Cody, I need to lose some weight. What's Cody going to say? Well, there's some conduct that you've got to change. There's some conduct of the old man, and you've got to stop eating that junk food. Because we can work you out and do some physical exercise, but if you don't stop eating and the the conduct that got you there, exercise alone isn't going to do it, right? So he says now, if you want to be a new man or a woman, you've got to put off the old man or woman. Now let's skip ahead and look at what it says in verse 24. It says, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Did you see the difference there? He said in one, put off the old man, but then he says, put on the new man. Well, everybody wants to be a new man or new woman, right? So put it on. Well, how do I get off the old man and how do I put on the new man? And I'm talking spiritually speaking. Well, verse 23 is the answer. Notice what it says here. It says, and be renewed in the spirit. Everybody say spirit. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. We said that in, in order for us to get fit in all areas of life, we've got to get fit spiritually. And the Bible says that concerning this spirit side of our being, it says, now renew the mind of your spirit. How many of you know that thinking correctly changes a whole lot of things? You realize that a lot of your thinking has gotten you where you're at today, right? I mean, you might look across the the seat next to you and see your husband and wife, and the first thing that you do is growl. Right? And you're thinking, well, what you growling at me for? Because I'm just irritated with you. But what are you irritated about? Because I've been thinking about what you did and what you said and how you've been acting. And you've been acting that way for the last 30 years. You haven't changed a bit. But I'm stuck with you. I've been with you this long as I can't, can't trade you in at this point in time. So I guess I'm just kind of stuck with being with this kind of scenario. <laughs> yeah, right? Do you see how your mind or your thoughts can cause you to, to digress in life? And so God says, in order for you to put off the old man and put on the new man, you have to start thinking differently, and you have to renew the mind of your spirit. You know, I've been wanting to get physically in shape for the last several years. And I've thought about it and thought about it and thought about it, but I haven't done nothing with it. How many of you know that my thinking is not been made correct yet concerning me getting physically fit yet? Or I would have done something about it. So he says renew your mind or renew the mind of your spirit. And so the number one thing or the number one component of change is the way that we think. And so the Bible tells us that we can think correctly and you can think correctly spiritually to begin with. Remember the Bible tells us as a man thinks so is he. If you don't think you're worth anything you won't endeavor to be worth anything if you think that nobody loves you or cares about you you will continue to carry that weight and that burden of life of nobody cares about me and nobody loves me amen and if you've had any question of whether people really think about that just go look on Facebook and there are all kinds of people that that's all that they talk about oh woe is me oh poor me nobody likes me and blah 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 right right in fact, you can kind of see those people on Facebook in the trends, and the next time you see a post, you're starting to say, oh, what, what kind of negative thing are they going to say this time? <laughs> right? Why? Because they've begun a pattern of thinking, and as a man thinks, so is he. Amen. So positive thinking is one thing, but renewing the mind of your spirit lets you know how God thinks. Did you hear what I said? I said, when you renew your mind, or renew the spirit of your mind, you not only begin to think differently about yourself, but you begin to think like God thinks. You begin to have God kind of thoughts. You begin to think like God thinks about you. How many of you know that if you were the only person on earth, Jesus would still have died for you? I mean, you're all sitting here because Jesus went to the cross. And if you've ever wondered of whether or not God will ever do something for you, did you notice that God gave His best to save you from your sins? He didn't give you your second best. He didn't give you third best. He gave you His one and only Son. Therefore, if He wasn't willing to withhold Jesus, what makes you think that you're not worth something else in your life? See, when you begin to think like God thinks, it changes your perspective. And God says to renew the mind of your spirit. Think like God. So if you could have God's thoughts, if you could think like God thinks, do you think that you would live life with a greater deal of confidence? Anybody? I said if you could think like God thought or know how God thinks, would you have a greater level of confidence in your life? Do you think that if you knew how God thought or had God kind of thoughts, that it could help fill your joy? Absolutely. Come on. Come on, look at your spouse right now. All right. Now God thinks a whole lot more of them than you do. So I'm telling you, if you could start to think like God thinks about your spouse, I'm telling you what life would be a whole lot different. Why? Because God loves them. He thinks they're special. And if I started to think about them like God thinks about them, whoo, you talk about honeymoon. I mean, honeymoon wouldn't just be a couple-day event. It wouldn't be over in the first week, man. We could still be having a honeymoon after 30 years of marriage. Why? Because I look at them the way God looks at them. Whoo, come on. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Again, having our minds renewed. Now, here's the thing. Oftentimes, we've got this idea that when it comes to knowing what God thinks or knowing God's will, it's this mystical thing. And I'm going to tell you this morning, and if that's you this morning, that you've always thought that the will of God was a mystery, it is not. I said the will of God is not a mystery. The will of God is not something that you just have to stumble into. The will of God isn't something that you just, well, maybe if God so likes to. How many of you know there's a lot of people that say, well, you just never know. You just never know. Do you know that in the Bible that never said that one time? There's not one single verse that ever says, well, you just never know. there's a lot of people that live their life that way does god want you well well you just never know does god want your marriage to turn around well you just never know does god want your kids to straighten up well you just never know does god want your church to grow well you just never know never says that the bible says that you can know the will of god but you've got to have your mind renewed so that you can think like god thinks Are you with me this morning? All right, if you're not quite sure about that, let me give you a verse here in 1 John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5, starting in verse 14, it says, And this is the confidence. Everybody say confidence. Not only is this the confidence, this is the the assurance. And this is the privilege of boldness, baby. I'm telling you what, I can be bold, I can be confident, I can have assurance, which which we have in him. We are sure that if we ask anything making any request according to his will in agreement with his own plan, he listens and he hears us. And if since we positively know that he, he listens and that whatever we ask, we also know with our present or no, no, with settled and absolute knowledge that we have granted us. As our present possessions, the requests made of Him. So if I can have confidence to ask Him, knowing that He hears me, and if I know that I can ask according to His will, and therefore I can have what I ask, then that must mean that I can know the will of God before I go to talk to Him. Well, will you just pray with me that, that I can get a job? Are you going to get a job? Well, I don't know. Does God want you to have a job? Well, you just never know. Does God want you to have a good job? Well, I don't know if I've been good enough. No. The Bible says that God has a will for your life, and it's for good things. And he says godliness or God's kind of things profits every area of your life. Now, let me ask you this. If you're just barely getting by, struggling in marriage in life and health in every other area of your life, is that being profitable in your life? Because God says godliness is profitable to all. Well, you could say, well, I'm almost dead today. Yesterday I was just about dead. So I guess I might be better today. I'm not talking about that kind of profitability. I'm talking about living the God kind of life and knowing His heart and desire for your life. But the Bible says it comes with renewing the mind of our spirit man. Not just our intellect, but our spirit. Not just trying to change this physical body, but my spirit, the real me, the person of who God said I'm to be. Amen? All right, so how... Do I renew my mind? How do I know the will of God? How do I learn how to start thinking like God? Well, God tells us how that happens. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Are you doing okay this morning? All right. Maybe I'm being too direct with you. Is that being too direct? All right. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 says, and that from childhood you have known the Holy Scriptures, or concerning the Word of God, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. Now notice this, all Scripture, the Word of God, the Bible, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It's profitable. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness or being right with God. Verse 17 says, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Come on, how did that happen? How did profitability come to my life? It came through the Word of God, and therefore the Word of God begins to renew my mind. Oh my goodness, Pastor, are you really going here again? You're telling us that we need to read the Bible you're telling us that it's the Bible that renews our mind. Come on, how basic and how foundational can you get, Pastor? And how many times are you going to tell me that, Pastor? i got to read the Bible. i got to read the Bible. Oh, we had another message. I got to read the Bible. Well, let me ask you this. If you're 100 pounds overweight and you go to the doctor and you went last month and you have an appointment this month, And you gain two pounds. What's your doctor going to say? You need to lose some weight. In fact, he's not going to tell you anything hard to do. He's not going to tell you to do anything extreme. He's going to say you need to adjust your diet. And you need to get some bodily exercise. If you'll just do that, you'll find that you see some change. You come to him six months down the road. And you're still 200 or 100, 102 pounds overweight. What's he going to tell you? Is he going to go on and tell you, say, man, great job. Listen, it's time to be promoted to the next thing. What's he going to tell you? You need to lose weight. You need to exercise. How many of you ever went to the dentist, and every time you went to the dentist, they ask you that question, are you flossing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you need to floss. Well, when you go to the dentist the next time, what are they going to tell you? You need to floss. Do you get offended when they tell you the foundational things of what you know? No, you just know, I need to do those things. And so when I say to you, and when the Spirit of God is reminding you, it's the Word of God that renews your mind. It's going to change your life, and it is profitable for all things, spirit, soul, and body. It's going to change your life. It's going to make a difference. And just like the doctor is not going to ask you to do anything extreme, God is not asking you to do anything extreme. He's saying, will you just give me some time? Did you realize that minutes, just minutes a day, minutes a week will have a huge impact in your life if you'll just give place to it, if you'll make room for God? I'm telling you, if you'll just allow yourself to be renewed by the word of God. And you say, I don't know where to start. We'll start in the book of John. If you read John, then go over into the epistles. Because it's for the church today. And minutes will have a huge impact in your life. You begin to hear, God is love. It says love covers a multitude of sin. And love starts percolating on the inside. You can't look at your husband or wife the same way if you start letting love percolate on the inside. You want to get mean, you want to get ugly, you want to say something. But love restrains you. Why? Because I started to get cross-fit. And therefore, it shows up in my life. It shows up in my mind, my will, and my emotions. I'm not letting my emotions get all squirrely on me because the Word of God has begun to help give direction. Is this helping anybody this morning? It's the Word of God that will change our lives. Renewing the mind just takes minutes, and it shows up on the outside. You know, just a couple weeks ago, when we had our Christmas uh, celebration, I got a new suit for uh, the conductor and the little thing that we were doing. And when I wore it that morning, it was the first time that I wore the suit. And my wife, she's like, wow. She goes, that suit really fits you well. She goes, I really like that. But there was something in the tone of her voice when she was saying, I liked how you looked in that. You see, when there's something that begins to change on the old man and the new man starts to show up, it's noticeable and it's attractive. People will take notice. Why? Because God is doing something in your life. Come on, say it with me. Say, I want to be renewed. I'm going to put on the new man this year. Say, I'm going to get CrossFit. Amen, amen. So what's this? In verse 23, why is my joy filled? Why is my joy, why is your joy going to be made full this year as you get CrossFit? Notice what it says here in verse 23. It says, and by the renewing in the spirit of your mind, And that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. If my thinking is renewed, then my seeing will be new. Did you hear what I said? If your thinking is renewed, your seeing will be new. You will see differently. You will see things differently. Why? Because you see what God sees. And you begin to think like God thinks. Because you are beginning to know the will of God. Amen? Can we stand? As the worship team comes, I just want to challenge you in this year to expect God to do something new. It's a new season and it's a new day. It's a season of power. It's a season of prosperity. Prosperity means more than enough. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to say these words with me say, God is on my side, for the blood has been applied. I cannot be denied so I'll enter into rest for I have passed the test and I will get God's best Amen Let's say that again but I want you to say it as though you believe it because everything that I just said to you is the will and the mind of God and how He sees you and thinks about you you realize that the blood of Jesus is what makes God see you the way he sees you and so this year is going to be a new year once again let's say it say God is on my side for the blood has been applied I cannot be denied so I'll enter into rest I will get God's best because I have passed the test. Amen. Do you believe that? Good things are on the horizon. Answered prayers are right at the edge. They're right at the door. he just got to open them up. Would you just close your eyes, bow your head for a minute. I'm going to pray over you as we get ready to worship God one last time. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for every single person that is here under the sound of my voice those that would be listening online in Jesus name I pray a blessing over every single person I thank you that we have stepped into a new year into a new season and into a new day for you're doing a new thing and so God I thank you that those dreams that we've set to the side those dreams that we've forgotten about we'll pull them off to the shelf and, God, you'll bring them back to our remembrance. So, God, we thank you for that which you've said shall come to pass. It shall come to pass in Jesus' name. So, God, we give you thanks and we give you praise. And we expect to see it in Jesus' mighty name.